Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to talk about players that are trending up on our list here as we get closer to the fantasy football season. It's always a good time at the, you know this point in the you know preseason to revisit maybe a little bit what we thought about some players and you know maybe opinions have changed maybe there's guys that we didn't really think about too much or whatever they're just going up in our minds. So we got two players each today we're going to go over before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fantasy Football Profit or YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Profit. Follow us there. Subscribe to us. All that good stuff. Um, check out the video version. If you listen to the podcast, go check out the video version on YouTube as well. It's always a good thing. So, But before we get into this, Jeff, we just had our big draft this past weekend, our home league, which is still, I mean, I think everyone has to agree, your home main league like a live draft is probably the best thing in fantasy football. And we had ours over the weekend. I drafted the perfect team, exactly what I wanted. And I'm feeling good for the year. How about you? I mean, I feel great. I, as many times as you tell me, you drafted exactly how you wanted to. And our league is kind of strange because we have keepers and money and all this other stuff. So it does handcuff you at times. And Craig was down money. But I cannot, I can't, I can't endorse that. There's no way. That you uh, you drafted the perfect team for yourself, but I did. I feel Sometimes, really good about myself. None of our guys have yeah. gotten hurt, which True. you can't say for everyone right now. Um, so it's going to be fun to battle it out, even though me and Craig are technically in in different divisions. You know, it's funny. I actually uh, put together numbers. Um, I don't know if you saw that today of what our records have been during the four seasons that we've done the podcast in that league. I I did not realize we are the exact same, and we're yeah. one and two. We're tied for we, first. Yeah, we are tied for first in that league with the exact same record during the four years of the podcast. Before that, I clearly had the upper hand. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was still <laughs> number two, but yeah, you. Had, yeah, you are. You had like yeah, so you're I had actually, a lot of wins, and you had a lot of titles. <laughs> yeah, you're actually um, you're within ten wins of me, something like that. So yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for last year, I would be a lot closer. I, yeah. I got I got massacred last year after with COVID and everything. Yeah, but no, I did draft the perfect team. It was great. It's good time. Yeah. <laughs> all right no beauty is in the eye of the beholder so as long as you're happy that is all that matters i'm the 2022 champs that's what i set myself up for 2022 all right all right all right here we go trending up jeff who's your first guy on the list today um the first guy we have to talk about is marcus callaway so wide receiver for the saints he has been moving up everyone's board throughout the preseason but after his last preseason game um, there's a couple of things you can really talk about, right? Um, one of them that is not him would be Jameis Winston and how wonderful he looked. And obviously we've been saying this quite a bit for other players as well, but whether it be Alvin Kamara or when Michael Thomas comes back or whoever it could be Trotman, uh, if Jameis Winston is the quarterback, we feel a lot better about the fantasy football output of the offense. Uh, if Hill is, we feel good about Hill and then everyone else suffers. It's kind of how we've been doing. And Jameis, I felt like, finally established himself above yep. Hill that last game. We don't know what's going to really happen, how it's going to shake out. But he looked really good. He looked like Jameis Winston minus the bonehead plays. Um, he looked great. Who knows? But his favorite target during that was Marcus Callaway, who is, 
I mean, you know, he's an unknown, but he's the only mm-hmm. guy right now, and he is the one guy that has been performing very, very well in the preseason. He caught two touchdowns yeah. in that game. They were both bombs. They were, you know, contested. He looked really, really good. So it did yeah. make me a believer to the point where I thank God I, I grabbed him as one of my last picks in our draft. Uh, and then this happened because, you know, mm-hmm. if you have to draft now, he's definitely going to skyrocket. So cool. I, I figured we have to talk about him first. Yeah, so he um, – it's like a it, it worked out perfectly. You've been hearing the the hype, right? The the buzz about him for the last month or so, right? That he's looking like their number one without Michael Thomas. And you know, you hear that stuff in camp. How much do you really believe? And then he showed it in a game, big time. Like it was evident. And Jameis obviously feels comfortable with him. Throw those two bombs up there to him. And I I love what I saw from Jameis. I have Jameis in that league. I was talking about too. I actually <laughs> I did not draft him. I already did a waiver wire move before that game. Luckily, so. Jameis, um, I, I love Jameis. I love and Marcus Callaway. That's his value is still lower right now. So he's going to skyrocket up these, these drafts here. So, but we'll see. We'll see how he still goes in draft. But yeah, definitely. He's 100% trending up right now. Yeah. And I mean, and right now, I mean, truly with the way things have been going with Michael Thomas and, and them not really getting anyone else, he, he could be the de facto number one wide receiver on that offense throughout the year, which is pretty mind blowing since he was what before. I mean, I, I didn't check. I checked immediately after, but I know he's going to skyrocket. But he was still ranked as the 89th wide receiver on Fantasy Pro. Yeah, his, so his, ADP everyone... was, his ADP was up to about 60 right before that. So this, his rank and his ADP were kind of like off. Sure, but, but even yeah. that, even yeah. that is way, no, I mean, that is like an incredible, like he was still somehow a secret, right? Where people weren't grabbing him even at the last. Like I'm sure that if you have already drafted like there are a few leagues that you can get him in the waivers and I would do that immediately <laughs> before the season even starts. So yeah, it's just an interesting, uh, you know, rocket to the moon at the moment. We'll see if he is able to hold on to that. And, and, and even more so, even though we think Jameis looked so much better than Hill, it does not mean that is the way it's going to shake out. And that could change the dynamic drastically. If Hill is for whatever reason, the week one starter, they want to run with him. It, that would obviously hurt him, but he would still be worthwhile to have because he will be the number one as far as I can tell at the moment. All right, I'll go my first player trending up. It's a wide receiver as well. So I'm going with Corey Davis here. I liked what I've seen from Corey Davis so far this year. Um, this past past weekend, he caught four, I think it was four balls for 70 yards in just the first quarter. So far, in the in in and this isn't just Corey Davis. It's the fact that Zach Wilson has looked competent as a quarterback. I think the guy can. He looks like he can play a little bit. So uh, Corey Davis has run thirteen routes so far this season with Zach Wilson, and he's been targeted on ten of those thirteen routes. That's a pretty high percentage. I know it's preseason, but that's kind of showing something already that Zach Wilson wants to throw the ball to Corey Davis, and he's looking for Corey Davis. I mean, some of that will that change when Elijah Moore comes back here? He just came back to practice this week, maybe. But Corey Davis is looking, he's looking like the number one. And Zach Wilson is treating him like the number one. And because of that, I think Corey Davis is he's up in my top 30 now in wide receivers. He's really going up there. It's there's gonna be a lot of volume for him. And you know what? He played well last year with the Titans. He really did. And we liked him going to the Jets to have a chance, maybe to do that number one. We just didn't know what Wilson would do, but Seeing how Wilson has targeted Corey Davis and how he's done, you know, well in two preseason games, I'm moving him up my up my draft board. I feel, you know, I was hesitant about Wilson, so once I can see he looks like he can play a little bit, I'm good with Corey Davis. He's not, yeah, top thirty for me. 
No, I'm I'm on board with that. He was actually going to be my number two. I will talk about someone else. But yeah. <laughs> 100%, Corey Davis um, very much impressed me. And uh, more than that, uh, just to kind of talk about, even though he was he was very overlooked, but there's a couple of things that that I think are, are misconstrued. First, he never really got going in Tennessee, like fully. Like he didn't have yep. a bad year. Like last year, he had 65 receptions for just under 1,000 yards and five touchdowns. Yep. But you have to remember too, A.J. Brown is kind of more of a freak of nature that he was able to take that the lower amount of receptions that he got and turn them into, you know, fantasy gold. Right. So I think Corey Davis moving out, being the number one and going to a team that will have to throw more because they're going to be down in a lot of games. It's, you know, they're trying to figure it out. You have a young quarterback, you're going to try to air it out. Uh, I think will be a really, really good new start for him. He, he didn't fail in Tennessee, but I think this one will be mm-hmm. uh, a better fit. And then secondly, just Tennessee in general, um, I, I believe last year I'm, I'm going to have to wing in a little bit, but if I remember correctly, I believe that they were like 30th overall for the amount of times they threw the ball. Um, and, you know, Jets, I have no idea how this can be because they're so young. They're going to be, they're not going to hit 30, right? They're yeah. probably going to be in the top half of the league. So that will give him so many more opportunities, even if Elijah Moore is a real deal, even if there's other people that they want to, you know, go to. So I, I love that. And uh, another guy that we could have talked about on this, even though, He's not really, he's still not draftable. Uh, this is more of a dynasty thing, but I think Zach Wilson has looked the mm-hmm. part. A lot of yeah. the rookies have, but he is probably one that people are not going to, for whatever reason, they're not giving a whole lot of uh, thought to. You know, everyone's kind of like in love with either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I get it. They run, they have big arms, but um, Zach Wilson's arm, like his arm talent is legit. It is so good and he looks so comfortable in the pocket. I think if you do have a dynasty draft, that is a really tough decision to make. Uh, you now, which quarterback are you actually going to take? If you had to take one right now, um, you know, we'll even put Lawrence in there. Yep. How, what, what does the order look like between, you know, Fields, Trey, Zach Wilson? We can put, you know, uh, Mac in there. Who yep. are you actually like intrigued by? Like, who would be your number one pick? And then who would be like a close number two or, or kind of like, oh man, I really want to see where this goes. Cool. So right now I'd still probably pick, um, it'd still probably be the same order I've had, which would be like Lawrence Fields, Lance. Then it's probably Wilson then Jones, but Wilson has closed that gap where it's not, it used to be to me, it was a top three. And then after that, you'd be like, I don't care about, I don't want with Zach Wilson or Mac Jones right now. But I think they, I think Zach Wilson has closed that gap where it's like, okay, maybe you know, if I need a quarterback, let's, I'll get him if he's the if he's the guy available when I'm there. He still hasn't involved, isn't gone ahead of him, but he's he's close, he's much much closer than he was. And to see a little bit, it's the running ability, honestly, it still is Lance and Fields that gets in fantasy purposes that gets you over the top. And and Trevor Lawrence is still, we still expect him. He's one of the best quarterback prospects we've had in years. We will yeah, still. He- Hope that plays out. I mean, he hasn't shown that much preseason right I was now. Gonna say, the well, and then we didn't even talk about he, he loses ETN, which isn't any good either. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's yeah. not good for him because if, yep. you know, that's another pass catcher out of the backfield that you can do. Yep. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny that the number one guy, and maybe this is part of the plan, right? You don't really have to get the fan base behind him. He already is there. So maybe mm-hmm. they're bringing him along slowly. They know he's going to play and start already. So you don't really have to test him out. He's going to be there. But he has probably showed the least amount. And yep. then, and then honestly, yeah. after that, it, it kind of almost went in reverse order. And I, I can't tell if that is the team trying to figure out what they have 
and the guys yeah. that are playing behind someone are, are, you know, they have all the reason in the world to really get out there and gut it out. Or if it, hey, maybe, you know, maybe Trevor Lawrence, even though he definitely deserves to be in the NFL, maybe it's not a guaranteed he's the number one guy because he was just on a much better college football team. It's 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 possible, it's possible but I, I still do believe in the talent. But yeah, it, it's very very interesting, and I'm glad to see all these guys doing well because I, I right now I, I you know they all look like they belong. I can't. Yeah. It, it's nice not to have a, a rookie uh, quarterback that is getting just torn apart and saying hey, you shouldn't have drafted him that high. You shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, because that's got to be the worst feeling in the world. But okay. Anyway, so Corey Davis. So my other. <laughs> guy that I'm going to talk about that is moving up the ranks currently uh, is Jacoby Myers. Last time I looked, his uh, he was ranked as the 61st wide receiver. That Patriots offense is starting to come together. The defense certainly looks good. They blew out a team in their second preseason game, so it's a little hard to tell. But Jacoby Myers has looked good, and he's looked like someone you can rely on. Uh, you still haven't really seen too much on a kill Harry. You know, you just, there's no one else really. <laughs> and Hunter Henry has been banged up. January Smith, we've seen him catch like one very impressive ball for like, you know, breaking a couple of tackles, which I love as well. But you still need a wide receiver. And right now he seems like the safest pick to me. And no matter who is, you know, under center for them, whether that be Cam or Mac, uh, I, I feel pretty good about him. So I think he is one of those guys that is moving up in my ranks as well. And even more so, as you look him up right now, after like two games, I think it's I think it might be fantasy pros, but he's like quote unquote the highest rated wide receiver in the preseason so far, which is just one of those stupid fun things. But it just shows that he's been he's been putting in the work and he looks really good. So he would be my other guy that I think would yeah. go up quite a bit because I he's definitely someone you want to uh, grab late in the draft. No, I'm good with that one. the The offense has looked better than I thought there for the Patriots, at least the passing game has. And I don't know. I feel like maybe last year is just going to be a fluke of how bad that was. It was really just the offense was brutal. And Myers can be that guy for sure. If Cam, Cam, I'm not done with Cam. We liked Cam last year. Remember? And it feels like I've just forgotten about him as well. You yeah, know? He's, and, he's fine. Uh, you know, I, I have my, my doubts that he's ever going to return to form. But he but should be able to get the job enough. done there. Yeah, yeah. and, have a, and to have a good top receiver with him or a good receiver, you know. Yeah, he didn't sure. have a whole lot of help last year either. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. it wasn't all his fault by by any stretch of imagination. And it does make me feel better that now they have a backup that seems plenty capable of dialing up those short to mid route, you know, mid level routes. And that is, you know, that's kind of their bread and butter anyway. So, yep. yeah, he's. I think uh, what in two games he's had four catches, sixty seven yards, and a touchdown. And that's only 32 preseason snaps. Um, so, yeah, it'll, it'll all depend. It feels like he's kind of locked it down. Now we'll just have to find out uh, Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. If, you know, all three of them can obviously eat there. But, you know, whoever becomes the favorite will definitely turn into a fantasy prospect, uh, a very high-end guy. So, All right, here we go. My next guy. So another receiver. So we went all receivers here today. That are moving up our boards. I guess we don't like any uh, running backs this time around, but that's all right. So I went with uh, Jerry Judy. Uh, I, I I'm in love with Jerry Judy right now. I don't know why. I I see the talent, and you know, last year was disappointment. It really it was not what you would want. Ceedee Lamb really kind of outshone him, and you know, and Justin Jefferson obviously too. Justin Jefferson way above, but then Ceedee Lamb was the other guy. They just kind of 
Jared Judy was kind of left out there. No one really, you know, he didn't play that well. I guess he catch rate wasn't well. He had like 12 drops. None of that stuff's great, right? But it seems in the in the little bit I've seen him so far in this preseason, he's starting to look like the player we wanted him to be. Caught a third nice 35-yard pass the other day. I think in the first game he had one catch, but for 33 yards. You're starting to see that ability, that you know, big play receiver. He can get some, you know, just play really well. And it's not always just him. Drew Locke hasn't looked bad. And Teddy Bridgewater has even if, if it's Bridgewater, Bridgewater hasn't looked terrible. I think it's going to be Locke. I hope it's Locke. I'd rather, but Locke has looked much better this year. I did, I was just out on him completely, but he has looked like he is good enough again to sustain a, a you know, it's not just Jerry Judy because there's also other pass catchers there. There's Corbin Sutton and there's Noah Fant. There's guys to throw the ball around to. I think Locke is, he's shown me enough. He's shown me enough to make it where I think Jerry Judy can have this breakout year. And I think Jerry Judy can become the number one there, no, no doubt. Sutton, I like Sutton. We've liked Sutton, but he's been hurt, and I think he's a good two. I hope he's a good two, and Jerry Judy becomes that real number one. I mean, not it doesn't always happen. Receivers don't always break out year one, right? It's we've been spoiled I mean, they, a few. They, they normally we've spoiled. Don't. Yeah, we've been spoiled a few times, yeah. like Justin Jefferson last year. You know, in the past, Odell Beckham. You know, Mike Evans did great in their first years, but you get you get the others. You get the Devontae Adams. You get the DeAndre Hopkins, who did not do that, and what they did not. They are what they are now. They weren't that year one, right? They weren't those guys. I think Jerry Judy can be that. And you're right now. He's only around. He's barely in the top thirty, maybe in ranks. I don't even know where he's at right now. But he, you can get him for a good price. He's probably even beyond thirty. But Jerry Judy, I'm, I'm all, I'm on board. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't gone away from him yet. He, he broke my heart a little bit last year, and that mm-hmm. is once again the drops are what really freaked me out. Because yeah. I went into it and I was a huge Justin Jefferson fan, as everyone knows. And I I came out and I said, hey, like, <laughs> these are really good wide receivers. Like, some of the best wide, wide receivers you're going to see, in, like, as a group in a in a draft in a long time. And I was like, you know, C.D. Lamb is legit, all this. And I was like, Justin Jefferson will be the best wide receiver in his rookie year because he had the best, like, placement, right? Mm-hmm. It's just very easy to see. And then I said... After that, I'm pretty sure I th- I would bet that Jerry Judy would have the best overall career, though. That's how how yep. highly I thought of him. And the guy, can he really can do it all. He's fast enough. He runs routes like, you know, a madman. But as soon as that Denver team, like, they took it on the chin as far as mm-hmm. COVID and, and not being able to yeah. really practice because Locke did not look – he did he took a step back. Like, he, he, we know he has arm talent and everything. But man, he looked he looked bad last year, and even to the point where, like you were talking about, like they got Teddy Teddy Bridgewater, who is not any. No one's saying he's going to save a franchise, but you could tell that they needed someone in case the shit hit the fan. And I'm glad to see Locke looking a lot better. Like I thought, this is what that team was going to look like on offense last year during the preseason. I really did. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, too, like, and we even like you named a bunch of other guys, but they also have what, Hamilton who is a, a deep threat. They have a lot of weapons on this team. I think that can help lock out. So I, I love that pick. I'm glad that you're not completely over him. And Sutton, I think, man, he was another one. I think he is the real deal as well. But I one, once you start having those injuries, mm-hmm. I agree with you. It freaks me out. And I think both of those guys could be very, very good for, for yep. a roster, especially like a wide receiver two, wide receiver three or even maybe turns into a bye week, but they'd be worth having. So um, I'm rooting for him, but I love that pick. Yeah, and Judy had 113 targets last year. The targets were there already. 
And, you know, the catch rate was terrible. But is that all Jerry Judy? Is that on the quarterbacks? You know, he had Kendall Hinton throwing in the ball one game, not even a quarterback. Like, it's it was a rough year for Denver. So I like the 113 targets. That's a good sign. Yeah, they they try to do that to him. And honestly, if yeah. it wasn't for the drops, and once again, you probably <laughs> you get thrown over the middle a couple of times. You start getting those alligator arms where you, you know you don't trust where the QB is leading you. Yep. And you can just, you know, get out of sync really quickly. So um, yeah, yeah. Jared Judy. For sure. All right. There we go. There's trending up for this week. We have trending down coming in a couple of days. Can't wait for that one. That's always uh that's where the hate flies kind of comes in. People don't like our picks, but you know what? I'm happy, Jeff. I'm very happy you didn't buy in and put James Robinson on this list. Very happy about that. I mean, we could, but that, no, that's no, we can't. That, no, that, no, that's no. a heartbreaker, though. ETN, no. I was so high on as far as a rookie. Um, I'm just bummed. It's, it's the same thing. Um, you never want an injury to happen. But it goes both ways, right? So I thought ETN was going to be really good. I thought Cam Akers was going to be kind of a bust. And now we won't be able to find out either of them. And, and the worst part is they're both, you know, talented young guys. So we, I feel for them. But the, the one thing I will mention, um, if we can, might as well mention ETN now. How does it, obviously you're not drafting him. He's probably going to be mm-hmm. done for the year. You're not drafting him at all in any redraft mm-hmm. leagues. Mm-hmm. Dynasty. Yeah, I was just I was gonna ask you that question. What does that do because I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm looking down the barrel and we kind of joked about it over one of our text threads, but um I won last year in our dynasty and mm-hmm. so I, I'm picking 10. And I'm guessing the first nine probably aren't picking me anymore. So it'll be the question of can I maybe. hold off? Yeah, and maybe I think, they do take them. I don't know, but what what would your it is a deep draft this year? Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of good guys. So what would be your advice to people? If they're eyeing ETN, I'd say if you, if you're in the later half of a first round of a dynasty draft and he's there and you don't need something else right now, like you have a good team, I I would I think I'd go after him. Here's a question: So you you do believe that he will come back and he will be as good as we think he is next year? There's Maybe. nothing that would lead us to believe that he wouldn't, right? Yeah, it's it's you would hope so. But I think at that point in the draft, I think I take take the chance. I mean, if all the if all the let's see, I mean, who's I'm trying to think of players who has to be gone. Oh, so obviously Najee's going probably number one in a lot of yeah, these. Najee will be number one now. The other the other running backs that'll probably go. Javante Williams probably goes. Michael um, Carter and maybe maybe Carter and Sermon, right? Maybe those yeah, guys. I would say and you got probably. Jamar Chase, Javante Smith, Jalen Waddle for sure, right? You got those three, right? And then you That's, might throw in a QB if you need it. There's, or something yeah, like there's that. seven. You know, ETN could very well get there. But if those guys are gone, yeah, I'll take ETN. Unless you need a quarterback. Yeah, but. I know. The quarterback thing kind of throws it up. Here's a question because you said, like, I have a good team already, right? So mm-hmm. I, it doesn't hurt me because I, my mm-hmm. starters are kind of in line. Great. Yeah. So I could take that risk. I could take him and say, if he doesn't work out, whatever. But if he does, mm-hmm. I guess steal. But what about the team? That is building, but they know they don't really have a chance this year. Like that too. That I'm like, I'm, why not? But I'm good with that. But I don't think you do that early in that draft. If you're one of the bad teams on an early pick, if you have, oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? If but you, you could get, get them early second round, then if you can get them at the beginning of the second, I'll uh, yeah, I'll do that all day. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's about right. But and a lot yeah. of people do trade draft picks as well. So if yeah. you traded it and you want to get mm-hmm. back into the back end, you might be able to get a very good player for a yep. deal. You just have to hope that he he rehabs 
correctly and there's yep. no setbacks. But yeah. it, it does sound it's such a strange thing to have an injury be a quote unquote sprain and is going to lose a year. Like yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's such an under I've never Liz, heard of that. That, that Liz injury. Frank injury is a tough one. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's pretty wild. Yep. But all right, there we go. It's trending up. We'll be back with some trending down players for you. Talk to you guys next time.